Jesus Messiah, what a, what a great name, Emmanuel, huh? Ah, name above all names. Here's the next song we're going to do. It's a song called Cornerstone. is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but I wholly trust in Jesus' name. Isn't that right? Where my hope was built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I wholly trust in Jesus' name. In Christ alone, made strong in the Savior's love and through the storm He is Lord He's Lord of all Where darkness seems to hide His face I rest with unchanging grace And stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. In Christ alone, stone or stone, the weak made strong in the Savior's love and through the Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of all. Lord of all. Lord of all. Lord of all. So good to see you all. Welcome to church on the lawn. <laughs> we've got church on the lawn. We've got church at home. We've got church in the parking lot. Uh, it's so good to see everybody. Uh, yeah, we just have some announcements this week. One, we have a prayer and Bible study this week. Prayer on Tuesday at 7. Uh, Bible study on Wednesday at 7 if you can get in uh, 10 minutes early. 6.50 p.m. to help Pastor Charlie and Jeannie uh, get you connected because a lot of times 
people have questions and can't get on really easily, that'd be great. Uh, then also, uh, Pastor Charlie is actually going to give a little sermon, like a five-minute sermon for the men. We've had the youth. We've had the children. We don't want to leave out our men and women because uh, we're not able to have uh, men's gatherings and women's gatherings. So this month, Charlie, Pastor Charlie is going to talk about uh, talk to the men and a little bit about prayer and Bible study. We're, we're learning Romans. And then my mom next month is going to be speaking to the ladies. So we're not leaving you out, men and women, okay? Just want everyone to know that. Uh, also, uh, in an email my dad sent out, there's a link to uh, and all the information if you want to join prayer and Bible study. We haven't sent that out in a while. Uh, so you can look for that there. Then also, uh, on July 26th, July 26th, we're going to have a grad Sunday for Soraya and for Matthew. We're really excited. Everyone give them a round of applause. They graduated high school. Uh, the gifts that, that we got them just came in the mail this past week, so I'm very excited for them to see those. Uh, and uh, my dad is going to be interviewing them. They've agreed to be interviewed, uh, which is a miracle. When my, when my dad told me they agreed to be interviewed, I was like, what? That's a shocker. Uh, anyway, so don't miss that. That's July 26th. Also, this week is the kids' digital experience. I am so excited. Uh, a number of the kids have already gotten their boxes in the mail. Hold on, let me get you so you can see it. This is what the box looks like, okay? So kids should have already gotten their boxes in the mail. The youth should be getting their box in the mail this week sometime, if you haven't already. If they've got some real fun stuff in them, for example, for the kids, they have crafts. Here, let me show you one of the crafts that's in the kids' box. They have a little stained glass window for the kids to make during kids' digital experience. Can everyone see that? Yeah, so there's a lot of fun stuff in the box. There's popcorn, there's hot chocolate. Apparently, the youth get a face mask. Um, there's just all kinds of fun stuff uh, in there. There's a little, uh, for the youth, there's like a little iPhone holder. So you can like pop up your, hold your iPhone. So um, uh, yeah, so just be looking out for those. Uh, I was told this week that uh, the, the link for the kids' digital experience was accidentally sent out. Um, it should be coming out on Tuesday. I think they're still configuring the site. So if, if you don't get an email on Tuesday and it's like a download pass, if you can't access the site uh, you know, on Tuesday or Wednesday, definitely uh, text me or give me a call and uh, I'll help you troubleshoot it for you. I know uh, there's some parents who've always, already been asking me about that. Um, then also, I also wanted to announce for youth and for kids, they're, they're, you, can, um, you can like on Facebook or follow on Instagram the Pacific Southwest District uh, uh, Next Gen, N-E-X-T-G-E-N. Uh, and you, they have different challenges each week that are posted on Monday. And if you take a photo or video of yourself doing the challenge, we get points for our team. Every year at camp, there's uh, a big uh, competition, and then one team wins. Well, we're on the red team for uh, Pacific Time Zone because uh, it's going to be done throughout all the country this year. So if you take pictures or video of yourself doing the different uh, challenge that's posted on the PSW Next Gen page, that's for Instagram and then also Facebook. And if you tag Foursquare Next Gen and you hashtag Red Team, 
will get points for you doing uh, the different challenges. So they've had like a bottle flip challenge. This week is the whipped cream challenge. Um, so Lauren, I hope you're watching at home because I'm doing this for you. I'm going to do the whipped cream challenge right now for all the youth, okay? So here we go. I got my little ready whip, all right? So this week is the whipped cream challenge. Hold on a second. So you put it, you put it on your wrist, you slap your wrist, and then you have to catch it with your mouth, okay? Can everyone see me? Here we go. I don't want to get in the easy up. Hold on. One, two, three. <laughs> Pastor Charlie is up with the men's sermon. I guess we'll start over so everyone can hear me. I just welcome everybody this morning to Church on the Lawn. And those that are Facebook at home, welcome. And I'm going to address this to the men of Newhart. Men, I would like to encourage you and invite you to consider being spiritual leaders within the body, to reach out to others, be an example for friends and relatives, and to be supportive of the things in the church, like on Sunday morning, coming in and help setting up our uh, set our easy ups and whatnot, and participate. And we'd like to see you also get involved in the Bible study and prayer times. It's so awesome. You know, as Christians, we're about we have to be busy about the Father's work. Jesus was. So I want to read to you Acts 1, 8. It says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, I don't know if we're at the ends of the earth, but that also covers Covina, California, and our nation. So we need to be about the Father's business. God doesn't want us sitting on the sidelines watching the game. He wants us to get in there and mix it up. So we just need to do that. We need to be busy about the Father's business. And in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Men, I feel that God has called each one of us to a service. And I believe it's up to us to step forward and accept that challenge. But we oftentimes have to give up something to get something. But if we think about it is, it, is it really a sacrifice when we consider what Christ has done for us? He gave his all for us. We all need to spend time with God and with fellow believers. And I feel that prayer time and Bible studies is a good way to do that. Where it says, too, we, are, we should not be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. How do we renew our minds? We study the word. We come in fellowship with one another so we can support one another and encourage one another. And I thank God for the men who are stepping up and doing what God has asked them to do. It's awesome. And, you know, if God has called you to something and you've been hesitant to answer that call, you know, I, I suggest that you would uh, ask God to show you what he wants for you so, we get, so you'll be able to carry out the word for God. And if you feel that you're not qualified to uh, do a certain thing within the church, you know, if you ask Pastor Chuck or me, I would uh, be glad to help you out, and I'm sure Pastor Chuck would help you out also to find your position here at uh, New Heart so we could uh, work together and find your gifts. You know, Paul set forth some prime examples for Christians in the books of Romans. He has written letters that I suggest that everyone should read because it gives us some points within our walk with God, the letters he's written to the churches in the New Testament. So they're, they're eye-opening, and uh, it's important that you know what God has for you. You know, uh, this is uh, another pitch for Bible study. On Wednesday nights, 7 p.m., on Zoom, we have Bible study. And uh, the telephone numbers can be, you can get those off of the Internet, off of Pastor Chuck's uh, website on uh, weekly web emails. So, you know, I encourage each one to take advantage of it. And we're studying Romans, so we want, I want to give you a little insight on Romans, what, what it's about. The book of Romans shows us what it means to live in complete submission to Christ and to reach out with our spiritual gifts to serve one another, genuinely in love and in dedication to Christ and being good citizens. And it informs us on what to believe and how to believe. And it designs us to understand the gospel and it covers about every aspect of our lives. So men, I encourage you to step up and come to the Bible studies on Wednesday night. And it's my desire that uh, to reach all men. Well, not just all men, but I want to reach everybody. I want to be able to help you find your service and give you encouragement and support where I can. And Pastor Chuck is the same way. We feel the same way about this. So we just thank you and praise you for your time that you've come here and supported us so far. Also, I want to put a pitch in for our Tuesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. You know, we come together. Everyone is welcome to come together. It's on Zoom. Come together, and we lift up the Lord and the concerns of, you know, we pray for each other. 
And we want to remember that we need to pray for our leaders and our nation. We definitely need prayer for them. So men, we just need to step up and do what God's asked us to do. And the word in second in First Corinthians 16, 13, and 14, it says, Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. You know, and I was reading some articles, and there's a quote by President John F. Kennedy said, Do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger men. So that, that encourages me also to step up and do more than I'm doing right now. So men, there's a calling for you. So as you seek to find where God wants to use you in life, I leave you with this word of encouragement from Scripture. Matthew 6.33, where it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Thank you for your time. God bless you all. Have a blessed day and enjoy the sermon. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Charlie. You're welcome. He takes serious the call and the work of the Lord, and he's been a, a big help to us here at New Heart Foursquare Church. Well, it's good to see everybody out and about, amen, in a safe place where we can worship the Lord and be six feet apart from each other in safety, knowing that no virus will touch us because we, we have an underlying condition. You know, Richard, it's called the blood of Jesus. Praise God. <laughs> no matter what happens, we have something on the inside that can fight this virus. So join with me as we pray, as we get ready to open up the word of God. Father, we thank you for this privilege of coming before you together to worship you and to hear words that will change our lives, cause us to be more like you. And so for this, we give you the praise and the glory and the honor. And all agreed said, amen. So the title of today's message is, if God is with us, what is happening? <laughs> Why are we in this mess? You know, we're all living in this current problem called the pandemic. You know, in history, we'll be able to look back and say, yeah, we, we were part of that. We, we got through that. Yeah, we did. We learned how to cook, how to be together in close proximity with one another, how to love one another, how to uh, learn how to do the Internet, all kinds of things we learned how to do. But the question is, if God is in, all, is God in all this? Has he forsaken us? Has he uh, 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 forgotten all about us? What is happening? So... A lot of us make the mistake that they think the presence of a problem means the absence of God. That's not true. Today I want to talk to you about how we can know that God is with us, even in the midst of a pandemic. Can I get an amen about that? Amen. All right. We're going to talk about an Old Testament story and bring some New Testament principles to light here. We're going to talk about Gideon. How many of you remember Gideon? All right. Thank you, Bible students. Uh, the, the question, he had the same question uh, when he was fighting the Midianites. He said, uh, if God be with us, then why has all this befallen upon us? Amen. 
So I want to make it real simple today, easy to remember, put it into little bite-sized portions so that you all can know when you leave here, how do we know that God is with us? So you remember Gideon? Gideon was a guy who was really afraid of the Midianites. He was down in the wine press. He was uh, shredding the wheat, and he was afraid of the Midianites. Because the Midianites, what the children of Israel would do is they would plant their crops, they would water them, they would till them, then they would harvest them, and then what, just when they're ready to eat and to, to partake of the crops, the Midianites would come in with their, their camels and their horses and they'd destroy all the crops, kill all the sheep, kill all the cattle, and just leave Israel destitute. And they did this for how long? Seven years. We're only in this for three or four months. They were in it for seven years and they were crying out to the Lord, Lord, where are you? Lord, could you help us? So they cried out to the Lord. And the Midianites, what they would do is they would hide in the caves and the, uh, the dens and the clefts of the rock. Talk about sheltering in place. Amen. That was tough. But thank God that he doesn't punish us that way anymore. In the Bible, in Romans 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, we have been justified through faith, and we have peace through God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you might say, I didn't know that God was mad at me. No, he, he's not mad at you personally, but he was mad at mankind for the sin that came upon the world through Adam. But uh, we don't have to worry about that anymore because the Bible says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? Yes. Amen. That's a gift, eternal life through Jesus Christ. Because in Romans 3.23, it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's not good news, is it? All have sinned. And I looked at that up in the Greek, and it's a continual word, meaning continual present tense. We all have sin and continue sinning and continue to fall short of the glory of God. And you might say, well, pastor, I, I, I don't sin anymore. Well, let me give you a little example here. Even when we come to church, even when we're supposed to do our best, guess what? We miss the mark. When we come to church with a bad attitude and don't come into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, you've missed the mark. Okay, how about when you have an attitude towards somebody, you're not treating them with love, you're missing the mark. How about when someone has a grievance ag against you and you put an offering, uh, you worship the Lord with your offering, but you don't make it right with them, you're missing the mark. Well, I have an illustration here to show us what I mean. Because wages of sin all have sinned is, is a, an archery term. It means like uh, somebody that's got a bow and arrow and they're shooting at a target and they miss the mark. Let me see this target that we have here, Sully. Here is the target, praise the Lord. So now my job is to hit this target, which is the glory of God. We want the glory of God to be uh, manifested in our life. You say, why is that so small, Pastor Chuck? Well, the thing is, the Bible says that broad is the way to destruction, but narrow is the way for eternal life, right? And besides that, I couldn't find a bigger target. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> Karen's going to come here, 
We're going to see how I, I'm doing here. Let's see. Thank you for your bow and arrow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My Lord. Okay, so I'm going to see how well I can do with shooting this. All right, thank you, sir. I'll take it. I'll take it. Glory to God. Well, you know, this is one thing we have to look at for being outside. We got the wind. Okay, so I am going to be an arrow shooter. Let's see how I do here. How do I do? It's short. You mean I've fallen short of the glory of God? Let me try it again. I'm trying my best, you know. I'm trying to live for God. I'm trying to do what he's supposed to, to have me to do. But I keep missing the mark. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah. I want to live a perfect life. I want to do good for God. Then all of a sudden, I, I wind up missing the mark. I wind up sitting. I wind up getting upset. I wind up uh, lying, cheating. Anybody, anybody out there? Am I the only one? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad I'm getting it right today. Okay, here we go. Praise the Lord. Here we go with another shot. How's that? Short. short. Oh, my. I, I, need I need help. I'm missing. I'm falling short of the glory of God. Well, thank God I have Jesus Christ to help me. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Do you, do you get that? I'm trying to give you a, a visual demonstration of what God wants in our lives. So... The Bible says that the grace of God will sustain us. Jeremiah said, great is thy faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. What does that mean? It means you don't have any leftover mercies. You have the same mercies that you needed for today because of what you did yesterday. Can I get an amen? amen. I I'm glad we have just a perfect church here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, now here, if you have never said amen in a service, if you've never had thank you Jesus come out of your lips, here's a chance for you to do it. Are you ready for it? Don't miss it now. We may never reach the point that we are 100% like God, but God is never going to be 100% like us. Ooh, ooh, do you, do you understand that? Let me say it a different way. Maybe, you know, sometimes that amen is stuck in there. It has a hard time to get out. We are not enough like God, but the good news is God is nowhere, uh, nowhere near what we're like. Isn't that, because why? Because there's a tremendous difference between God and us. God is merciful, and sometimes we're not. He doesn't give up on us, but sometimes we give up on other people. He doesn't lose his patience with us, but sometimes we lose patience with other people. He never says there's no hope of change. God is always for us. So the children of Israel cried out to God, God, would you help us? So the Bible says the angel of the Lord came and visited Gideon. And you know what he said? He said, the Lord is with thee, O mighty man of valor. Now, remember, they've been doing this for seven years. The Midianites have been trampling over their crops, killing all their livestock. And the angel said, the Lord is with you. And Gideon says, how can that be? He didn't jump for joy and shout hallelujah. He said, how can that be? Because if the Lord is with us, why is all these things happening to us? 
Amen. Do, do you have that cry? Do you have that question in your, in your heart? Lord, if you're with us, why do we have this worldwide pandemic? Why do we have to do all this stuff? Why do we have to protect ourselves from this virus? Why, why, why? So Gideon uh, gets the answer. Or he asks this question. Where, are, where, wh- where is Lord in all this? Because he did miracles. He's telling the angel. The Lord did miracles uh, that our fathers told us about. He brought us out of Egypt. He did mighty works in our behalf. And so why is it that we're still going through this? Has he, d- has he given up on us? Has he forsaken us? And so we have to know that God is with us even when we're going through the midst of trouble. Didn't he say that? He said, I'll be with you in trouble. So we have to know that God is with us. And you say, well, if, this, if God is with us, why is all this happening? Why are all these enemies all around us? If God is for me, why am I being laid off? Why, why do I have my family in such a mess? Why is it that I have to take all these medicines? Why is it that I have to have surgery? Why, oh, why, Lord, what's happening here? Now, I want to relate it. I want to stop here and relate a testimony. Our own Magdalena Ruiz, uh, we call her Maggie, came to me about two years ago and said, Pastor Chuck, would you pray for me because my vision is blurred. I can't see that good. I said, that doesn't seem too difficult for God, so let's pray. So we prayed, and she said, yeah, you know what? I feel better. But as time went on, she found out that she was, her, her vision started getting blurry again. So she went to the doctor. The doctor says, well, you have water in the eye. You ever heard of that? Anyway, so he said, we have to put a a needle in there and drain it out. She said, okay, well, go ahead, do that. So they drained it out, and then she went on for a while, and things were good, but then it started coming back to her again. And she said, Pastor, can we pray again? I said, of course, Maggie. Have you been confessing and, and saying that the Lord is with you and that he's healing you and by his stripes we were healed? Yes, I've been saying it every day. I said, okay, let's pray and agree. So we prayed and agreed that the Lord would clear up her eye. So we knew it was getting bad because she went for her driver's test and they made her look up on the wall, you know, to see the letters. If you could see the letters, you know how you you cover one eye. And she couldn't read the chart. And so me being a good pastor said, just go over to the side and memorize (laughs) the lettering. And then come back and, and, and tell them what it is. She said, well, that's the other problem. I, I don't really have good enough memory to remember. I said, well, we'll pray for that too. But let's pray <laughs> and believe that God is going to restore your sight. And sometimes you get to the point where you can't play around with prayer. You have to get really serious about it because if she can't pass this eye test. Guess what? She can't take her grandkids anywhere. She, ha- she has to, you know, get her Uber to work. She's going to have to get Pastor Chuck to come pick her up for church, and we can't have that. So I'm praying just as hard as she's praying. <laughs> and lo and behold, she, she went to the, the doctor because they, she, had to get her, she had to be signed off from the doctor to show that she could see and she could drive. And the doctor did the test. And he said, I, don't, I can't explain this, but it's all dried up. There's, there's no more water in there. And she can see. And now she can go take her test. Because God is with us. Amen? Even in the midst of trouble. Now, this took two years to do. All right? So we can't give up on God. Praise the Lord. 
Now, if you give up on God, you lose sight and sense of knowing who God is. You get helpless and hopeless, and you feel like you have to do it all yourself. Despair and darkness can, can come upon you, and depression, and say, oh, if God's not with me, how, how can I go on? If I have to do it all myself, you feel like, man, I, what's the point of even trying if God's not watching out for me? It'll shake your faith, and sometimes you want to hand in your disciple card and say, I can't do this anymore. But the Lord's answer was right in the question that Gideon said. He said, where is God in all this? Didn't he deliver us out of Egypt? Didn't he do mighty miracles on our behalf? Didn't he uh, help us all throughout the ages? And that's the answer. The Lord was in the past. He helped them in the past. Why wouldn't he help them in the future? Can I get an amen on that? You ask where the Lord is, but you have to remember what the Lord has done for you all your life. You can, you can remember about the God of yesterday, but what about the God of today? He's the same God that delivered you before. Is the same God that's going to do it for you again. Now, the Lord has been working in your life for a mighty long time. He's been answering your prayers, many prayers, for a mighty long time. He's been fighting your battles. He's been making ways for you for a long time. How many times do we cry out to the Lord? We can't let a momentary season give us amnesia and forget what God can do. You just can't give up on God. He's been working in your life in the past. He's been moving mountains for you. He's been opening doors. He's been meeting all your needs. Why would we give up on him now? Even in the pandemic, God can come through for you. I was talking to Marietta the other week. And I said, how are you doing? She says, well, you know, I'm doing really good. I was outside in the backyard underneath my pop-up tent that one of my family members gave to me because I was looking at my beautiful grass I've been planting. And I, it wasn't, you know, catching before, but it's starting to catch now. And then my daughter gave me a beautiful uh, lawnmower so I don't have to use that push lawnmower anymore. She's got a power mower. So I'm out here enjoying myself, mowing my lawn, seeing what the Lord has done. And she said, oh, another thing. She said, I wanted to testify. I, I was putting off getting my oil changed because I didn't want to pay for it. Can anybody get an amen on that? <laughs> she, so she went and got, she said, well, I, I guess I have to do it. So she went and got the oil changed, and the guy handed her the tickets, uh, the, the keys to her car, and said, and she said, well, how much do I owe you? And the man said to her, it's on the house. Whoa. She said, what? She said, yeah, we're blessing you for this, Marietta. Wow. Well, God is good. He works in the midst of trouble, in the midst of pandemics. Amen? Now, I want to tell you something. God has been working in your life before you even got saved, before you even asked him to come into your heart. He was working in your life before you even know it. Even when you were not living right, even when you weren't going to church, you weren't reading your Bible, God still had a plan for you and was working things out for your good. Can I get it? Can you testify to that? Now, I look back on my life, and it's been a long life now, <laughs> and I did some stupid things. I don't know if you can uh, relate to this, but we were driving down the 57 freeway. I took my wife to get her eyes, uh, get, get glasses for her eyes, and this guy on a motorcycle comes zooming by us, uh, so fast, I mean, I'm doing 75 plus, he's probably doing 90 plus, and you know how close they get, they get right on your left uh, fender, 
and they just kind of wiggle their hips and they just get out of the way and they move on. And he's just going on into the mountains. I'm thinking, Lord, help him because one little spill and he'll be all over the road. But the Lord reminded me that was you 40 years ago. I had that death wish. I said, oh, man, I got a motorcycle. My mom said, don't buy a motorcycle. I said, mama, you know, I'll be okay. But I got, Richard, I got one of these bikes. You could probably relate to it, Pastor Charlie. It was a six-cylinder, 2,200-horsepower bike. And you hit that throttle, and you may be looking at traffic, but when you hit that throttle, you're past those cars into the next section of cars that you didn't even see, fo- see before that. It's kind of like playing a video game where you just, oh, man, oh, wow, whoa. And I said, this is crazy. What am I doing here? But the Lord protected me. Amen? Then I was reminded of another motorcycle story. Why I have two motorcycle stories, I don't know. But I used to play football every week on uh, the practice field at El Camino College. My mom said, don't do that. I said, okay, mom. But I did it anyway. My dad even came out and watched me. So while we're playing, or before we were playing, a friend, I thought he was a friend of mine, but anyway, he had a bike, and one of those long bikes, you know, the long spoke, and, you know, chopper, like a chopper, right? It's purple. I said, it's so pretty. He had those high handlebars, and he would do wheelies before the game. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I said, my bike doesn't do that. How do you do that? He says, you want to find out? I go, yeah, let, I want to see what it feels like. He goes, okay, so hop on. I go, hop on. He goes, yeah, hop on. I'll do it with you. Said, okay, well, should be okay. So he gets a little steam up, and he, he raises it up, and he's doing a wheelie, and I'm hanging on the back. Now, he's a skinny guy, and so I wrapped my arms around him twice because I, I did not want to fall, but I felt like I was going to fall. And so he's doing this wheelie, and he stops, and he says, how do you feel? I said, I feel like you're trying to kill me. <laughs> I said, I didn't want to fall because I didn't know what was going to happen to me. He goes, you know, I've done this for a quite a few people and nobody has ever hung on like you have. I was hung- hanging on for dear life. What are you talking about? I'd have to explain to my mom, why am I down there playing football? Why am I on a motorcycle? But the Lord, hallelujah, saved me. So even though I did some stupid things in the past, God has saved me. How much more now that I'm living for God, doing the right things, is he going to be there to protect me and provide for me and take care of me? Amen? We serve a God that always finds a way to get what he needs done in our life. There's no roadblocks. There's no dead ends. There's no last chances. He finds a way to direct our path. Amen? Amen. So we can't let the momentary problems uh, keep us. So... He's the Lord of the past. He's the Lord of the present. He's there with us every. And now he's the Lord of the future. I, I told you this would be easy to remember. He's the Lord of the past. He's done such great things in your, in your life. He's with you right now doing miracles. And he's going to do greater miracles in the future. We can't give up on him. So the angel never responds to Gideon about where the Lord is. But he said this. He said this. God, in verse 12, he said, God is with you. In verse 13, Job, uh, the Gideon says, well, where is God? Because everything's all messed up. In verse 14, God himself comes and says, you will defeat the Midianites. So what's he saying? He says, forget where you're at right now. Don't worry about it. You got a future ahead of you. 
You, whatever was in the past, I've been with you. I'm with you right now, but I'm also with you in the future. Amen? Hey, th- this is good news. Hey, God's not done with us yet. He's, he's going to keep on continuing to bless us and, and provide for us and keep us safe. That's what God does. He's God and we're the people. Praise God. So he's faithful to his promise. So his promise indicates to us that he's working in our life. Some of you are here today wondering, where is the Lord? Well, he's preparing Romans 8, 28, which says, all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. He's working on that. He's preparing that. He's finishing up Psalms 30, verse 5. Weeping only endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Have you ever been that way? At nighttime, oh, Lord, this is not going to work out. Lord, I'm so miserable. Lord, why can't you straighten these, this, these things that I'm facing out? And in the morning, wow, things are worked out before you even got to them. God is good. Where, what's God doing? He's in the middle of Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We're going to have a testimony next uh, or a couple of weeks with Matthew getting a full ride scholarship to Notre Dame. I'll tell you, that's, that's supplying all of your need. We were talking about it when we were setting up. He, he hit the jackpot. He hit a home run. I said, what's included in all that? He goes, everything. <laughs> I go, you mean the tuition's paid for? He goes, yeah. How about the room? Yeah. How about the, p- the food? Yeah. How about the books? Yeah. What are you paying? <laughs> You're just paying to get there, actually. He, I think he has to pay for, for parking or something. I don't know. But he's putting, what is God doing? He's p- pr- putting the final touches on Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. He's hanging out in 1 John 3, which says, when we, are, when we see him, we'll be like him. God is working. You know, he has a blue, I was watching and listening to this, something on the internet. Jesus has a blueprint for your life. He wants you to fulfill it. You've seen these stories where people go up to heaven and the Lord says, you're not done yet. You haven't fulfilled everything that I have planned for. You need to go back down there. And what do they always say? No, no, don't send us back there. It's miserable down there. I don't want to go back down there. And Jesus said, if you don't, you won't fulfill everything that I've called you to do and you won't receive all the glory that I want to give to you for what you've done, for the rewards that you've done. And they say, okay. That's kind of the way I feel, you know. When I had the, uh, that illness, I said, well, Lord, we could just close the book on it right now. <laughs> Let's just call it quits. Let's just move on. And uh, we had a good life. And I'll just I'll come up and see you. And no, no, you're not done. You need to stay down there and work the work that I've called you to do. You guys are all in the same boat. God has a blueprint for you. He has a plan for you. He wants you to fulfill it for his glory. Praise God. So the fact that he's preparing uh, promises is an indicator of his presence. You have to know that the signs that he has in front of you. I'm going to finish up with this. If you think your hands are tied because of this pandemic, because of the situations we're facing, God's hands are never tied. You might have said that you run out of options, but God has just gotten started on you. Amen? 
See, what makes God different than us is God always has another move. He always has another plan. He always has a way of getting around what we're facing. He never runs out of things that we can do. So God can do whatever he wants to do and accomplish in our lives. All we have to do is what? Be willing and obedient because God will make a way where there is no way. Praise the Lord. So we want to give God praise because he's the Lord of the past. Even when you didn't know he was working in your life, he was preparing a plan for you. He's the Lord of right now. He hasn't left us and he's the God of the future. Praise God. So let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you that we can come together and just share a truth out of your word that will encourage us to know that you're with us, you're preparing a beautiful plan for our lives that you haven't stopped or given up. You're gonna continue to bring us along the way that we're supposed to go. And after this pandemic, Lord, we are gonna see it all unfold. We'll see your glory. We'll see many more coming to the house of the Lord to be a part of what you're doing at New Heart Foursquare Church and in our lives individually. So Lord, I thank you that you impart upon us the hope in knowing that you're with us and you're going to continue to be with us and that you be the glory or you receive all the glory for it in Jesus' name. And all agreed said, amen. amen. So I want to invite, you know, we have like over 200 views of this um, video. So I want to make an invitation to those of you that are out there and maybe you said, you know, I haven't given my life to the Lord. You might be like me in the past where God was protecting you, but you weren't in the family of God and you need to know that he has a place for you and he has a plan for you, but you need to get into the kingdom of God. So if that's you, just we're going to lead you in this prayer, this confession of, of faith and repeat after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, be Lord of my life, and guide me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, if you answered that and you prayed that, on our website, there's a, uh, uh, a click, you can click on contact, and you can put your information in there. We can call you and encourage you and be a blessing to you. Or if you just want to call, there's a number that we can give you right now. It's 626 332 14 Seven, two. We'd, li we'd love to talk to you and encourage you and just share with you some things that maybe God has on your heart, on his heart for you. Amen? Amen. Brother Ron's going to come and close us out with a song. So thankful that we have Ron with us. He's uh, given himself to help set up with his own equipment and bless us with wonderful praise to a God that's worthy of all of our praise. And I thank you guys for coming out. It's so good. It makes, it makes church on the lawn enjoyable to see your smiling masks. I mean, smiling faces. <laughs> Amen. Great to have grace of God, isn't it? Great to have his grace. We're going to close out today with a song called This Is Amazing Grace. All right, everybody, stand up. Come on now.
Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole world with mildly thunder? Who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder? King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. It is unfailing love that He will take my place and He bear my cross and He will. I sing, that's what you've done for me. Say amen if you believe it. Who brings the chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son or daughter? The king of glory, the king above all kings. With truth and justice, who shines the sun from all of his brilliance, the king of glory, the king above all kings. This is amazing grace. It is unfailing love that he would take my place. And you what you sing to me. Oh, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was King who conquered the grave, worthy is the Lamb who was slain, worthy, worthy, worthy. This is amazing grace, it is unfailing love that you done for me. Have a great Sunday. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful Sunday.